acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's 902-1-O-N-G with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Oh boy, you guys. Happy Monday. <laughs> it's Monday. And guess what? We're recording our podcast today. It's live. We're, this yep. is basically a live podcast you guys are hearing today. What you see in here is what you get. 9021 <laughs> OMG. <laughs> and it's very early. So we like apologize because I yeah. think I might get goofy. I know. I feel like I have those early morning jitters, like right <laughs> when you wake up for school and you're just like all like chatty and like, ah. I just want you to know it might be Monday. It might be a little gloomy out, but we are here. Okay. Last week we ended our show saying, please, God, don't let the next episode be Christmas already. And guess what? It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like almost Christmas. It's the Christmas episode though. For season three, right? This is it. This is the goofiest episode. Oh my gosh. We're going to jump right in because I, I can't stand it when you jump ahead and we haven't even introduced it. It really bugs me. So hold on. Okay. I'm so sorry because I have two major announcements. I know. And like, I'm not going to be able to keep them at bay any longer. Okay. Season three, episode 16, you guys. It's a totally happening life. Aired December 16th. 1992. Synopsis, two guardian angels, Clarence and Miriam narrate the Christmas episode. Andre and Brandon kiss after Jay breaks up with her via letter. David decides to graduate early so he can be with Donna. The group finds themselves helping underprivileged kids in the end. Merry Christmas, you guys. Re directed by Richard Lang, written by Karen Rosen and Charles Rosen. What did you guys think of this? I was confused. I thought I was watching Mork and Mindy at first. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you feel like it was Mork and Mindy? We just lost half our viewers. So. <laughs> Mork and Mindy was a great show about guy from space, uh, starring Robin Williams. For anybody who doesn't know, it was super goofy. I'm not saying I didn't like it, but it was it, really goofy. Yeah. Whoa. Can you remember getting the script for this and being like, wait, what? Huh? I don't remember getting the script for this. I think I don't I don't remember it at all. I just remember that it was just felt so weird watching it. But I got to say, I really, really, really wanted to hate it, but I loved it. I, I didn't hate it at you all. You loved yeah. it? You heard me right, people. Oh, <laughs> My heart grew. Tori, did you? I liked it. I did not love it. No, I liked it. 
Well, that's that's better than I thought was coming, honestly. <laughs> and a lot of things happened in it. For being so weird, a lot of things happened. Like what? Like I didn't well, feel there like there was some well, major I just felt Kelly like, yeah. stuff. And know. then David stuff, major David stuff, major Brandon stuff. I mean stuff major Andrea and Brandon stuff. I mean major yeah. I guess bleep stuff, happened. stuff happened, but it just felt like somehow everything felt so light because it was Christmas. Yeah. Like it all sort of felt like it was glossed over. Mm. In the name of the angels. The end was completely ridiculous. Wait, you guys, how weird is it that this show is narrated by two rando angels? And we just had this whole conversation about angels with Valerie. I know that was weird. That was weird. Okay, we'll go through the important stuff in a second. But did you think the end was bizarre like too far-fetched that like the bus and the truck magically went through each other no yeah (laughs) no i loved it it's christmas it was a christmas miracle amy haven't you ever seen one of those (laughs) yeah well is that why they kept showing um the movie i've never seen that movie it's a wonderful life Do you think that was part of the gist? Like, have you seen It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah. Who hasn't seen that? Does I haven't. (laughs) Apparently Kelly never saw that. We may have to pull in Randy because is It's a Wonderful Life? And it's I apologize that I haven't seen it. Is there an angel miracle element to it that made the parallel between the bus and the truck not so weird? Randall? I... I'm not uh, an expert on A Wonderful Life. I've seen it once, so I'm not the best How person to... How funny, it's a classic. <laughs> oh my God, Randy. We we very rarely throw to you and you can't deliver, really? <laughs> I know. This is, I, I hesitated getting on because I thought this is, going to, this is going to blow my... my yeah, uh, your, the whole perception of credit. me. My winning streak is going to end right now. You're fired! So our, other producer, our other producer said there is an angel. <laughs> so to me... There, I knew there was something going. I feel like there was like somebody watching down on somebody, watching things go awry, and then I gotta rewatch it. That's the <laughs> you've watched it a million times, and we can't remember what happens in it. Yeah. So I'm thinking the gist of this is this is the "It's a Wonderful Life" episode mm-hmm. because it's also called "It's a Totally Happening Life." You're so smart. <laughs> That's what the kids say. Yeah, it's a totally. So I'm thinking Christmas. This episode, we're supposed to take away that it's really, it's a wonderful life. And that's why we can, uh, what's the word? Like you don't, you can surrender having it to be so real. Take a, yeah. Take a moment to appreciate. Okay. So here's the thing that I, right away, um, they were like the little angel voices were weird at first, but then I started to really (laughs) like them and I found comfort in them. And uh, when they said, and then I was like completely on board when they were like, they introduced all the wicked characters, the little devils. And then they say, and Donna, angel on earth, Donna. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the best way to describe Donna Martin. Yes. And how about the fact that Donna is really the glue in this entire episode? I don't feel worthy. (laughs) You know what? You just, you earn, you've earned your angel wings right there. And you also kind of, there is a sort of a major thing that happens in this episode is that you realize Donna is the anchor. Once again, we've seen it happening. We know it's kind of a part of 90210. She made everybody get their bleep together, stop acting, you know, selfish essentially. And she bonds the group. And they listened to her. I can clearly see now from early on in the episode, they kept using that like device of <laughs> when everybody's like, you know, can't handle anything. Donna comes in and saves the day with her so profound funny. little monologue. <laughs> and, Who it thought? happens a lot. <laughs> it does. And it doesn't just. And then the funny thing is, it doesn't just happen on this show. We use the same device on BH90210 in the airplane. Yeah. This like that whole thing in the bus. 
I'm seeing a pattern, but I like it. What about, <laughs> um, okay. What about the, the angel's point of view? Like, like the angel, like, you know, they're looking down on the group from up above. How and the whole you? way the story's being told because the, it, mm-hmm. so even though this episode is so sort of ridiculous, it's like there is, they're time jumping because how crazy was the moment when you're like, wait, what's going on with Brandon and Andrea? Like, did I miss something? I actually thought I like, did I go to the bathroom or get a drink or something? It was confusing. I have to tell you the time <laughs> jumping. I, I was like, is this, what's that show where they did that leapfrog? No. What's that show where they... Quantum, Quantum leap. leap. I thought, oh. By the way, so random you're bringing that up. Did you know that show's coming back? No. What? That, yes. They always come back. <laughs> they all come back. It's so true. We, Every show comes back. Wait, that'll be exciting. because Without Scott Bakula. Or maybe he's like, uh, I don't know if he's going to be in it at all, but he's not like the main be. dude. He'll, he'll pro- he has to be. Or it's not Quantum Leap. So yeah, that was a little bit tricky for me in this episode with like, things being missing and then you go back to it. But then in the, at the end, I was like, oh, that was sort of clever. Okay, are you guys ready for it? So I, we've got to break down all the major things that happened, but are you ready for the two humongous yes. major things? Please. Episode? Number one, the gum is back. Everybody Did you see- has gum. Amy, <laughs> even Donna was chewing gum. <laughs> I don't mind it, but it is very noticeable. Like Jason Priestley on the bus is just everybody on jumpy, the bus. chump, chump, and then chump. At the school, everybody, all all the main guys had gum. Yeah. What school allows gum? Isn't that like a major? Here's what happened. They let these actors off the stage where there was some sort of control and we were on location filming on a bus. Nobody around to tell us what we could and couldn't do in that bus while we were filming. So everybody's like, let's chew gum. Who knows what else we were doing? I mean, to be honest, <laughs> you guys, this is real. I just went to a, a show the other night at the Fonda and uh, they check your mouth for gum before you go in. Stop. No. Stop it. Not kidding. Smart. Wait, they go open up? They t- take all the gum out of your purse or whatever you have. And then they like, do you have any gum in your mouth? Just spit it out. You're like, wait, okay. Are you joking right now? They really like their carpet in there. It is a beautiful theater, but that (laughs) seems like invasive a little bit. Okay. Are you ready for the biggest news of all time? That wasn't it? The gum? I actually can't believe you guys don't know what I'm about to reveal. Say it and then I'll tell you. Maybe we do. Steve Sanders (gasps) got a haircut. No more mullet, you guys. It's gone. They shaved that little friend he had off, hanging off the back of his head. They just, somebody came along. What do you think what he did with the back of it? You bet. I bet he saved he put it. put it in a jar and he saved it he saved on a shelf? The mullet, he should have. That He should have saved Steve. Steve. Yeah. He looked excellent. Aww. It really, first of all, that one little inch off the back. Whoa, what a difference. difference. Yeah. <laughs> what a difference an inch can make, you guys. He looked <laughs> so much better beyond. Yep. He really did. I really didn't notice it until you guys got to the, the schoolyard. And then all of a sudden I was like, is it the sweatshirt? Because he's wearing this like green sweatshirt and not like the weird button down. And then I'm like, oh my God, his hair. It looked good. <laughs> I don't know. I definitely noticed that. So you, good. T- to answer your question, we noticed. We definitely noticed that. Who could not notice it? I wrote down, Steve got a haircut. I've given the big announcements. Let's get into the meat. Okay, do it. Jenny, tell me how you're feeling about Dylan, Kelly, and Brenda. Well, now this was he is like no longer kind of crazy. Yeah, he is no longer Dylan to me. He is now, from this moment forward, Dillwig. I don't know if you noticed this, but it, in one of these scenes, in the very beginning, someone said they called him Dillwig. And I don't know why, but I was like, oh my God, that's what they used to call him. It was like a funny name, but now I just want to call him Dillwig from now on because that's how I feel about him. <laughs> This was the first time where I actually thought, and I'm debating this in my mind, that Dylan was a little bit jerky. A little bit? Like he shouldn't have been kissing both of them. Uh, That's what we've said the whole time. (laughs) 
this just like brought it into technicolor. Like this is this is the yes. mental torture. <laughs> not I'm not just saying it. I'm not just Don't talking about it, hypothesizing about it. This is it. This is like, oh, let no. me go over here and kiss this girl. And then when I go over here, I'm gonna kiss this girl. Like this is the torture right there. And Brent right. And Brendan Kelly were willing participants in their own kisses. I mean, as one would be. Correct. And they couldn't be mad at each other, even though they wanted to be, because they both did it. Right. So it would be very hypocritical to be like, how dare you? But it's like, how dare you? They were guilty. But Dylan was Mm -hmm. privy to both. So it was like, I don't, but I, but I also think this teenage kid, it, it was realistic because that's exactly what a teenage kid would do. Why? What, why? I mean, do all teenage kids have to be players like that and be, you know, disrespectful of the other i think you're expecting a lot of an 18 year old that he's not gonna just kiss and he's just kissing these two girls Mm -hmm. who they all admit they all like each other but they're just gonna be friends like it's just too much it's a lot it's a lot but i was like oh this is excruciating i don't know yes it was painful this was the first time where i was like oh this is a little Ouch. Well, at first I, I got, it aggravated me because right out of the gate, they were just all like buddy, buddy again, as if none of this whole thing had happened. There was tension between them two on the bus, which I was like, what are those two having a beef about? But maybe just everyone everybody. had so much tension on the bus. I don't know. I mean, did you guys? Okay. So that moment on the bus when yeah. everybody was, was literally throwing each other under the bus. Uh, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that moment. <laughs> I felt like, yeah, everybody's like letting off some heat. We're we're all working together real closely and we've all got a little beef with each other by this point, whether we want to admit it or not. There's got to be some underlying like tension. And this was fun because we got to like throw daggers at each other and not get in trouble for it. Is there ever really a way to thank your mom for everything she does? My mom is my best friend, my rock. I have learned so much from her through the years. Her wisdom has helped shape me and I love celebrating her, especially on Mother's Day. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. And since she deserves the best, send her the best there is. When it comes to flowers, send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. I love that Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, you guys. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick the delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to your mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code 90210 for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code 90210, books.com, promo code 90210. Hey, everyone. So as you can imagine, we know a thing or two about makeup. We've pretty much tried it all. And we are really liking Thrive Cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup perfect for an everyday look refresh. They have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin. And their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that? Plus, how cool is it that their high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important, don't you think? Their Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. And their easy-to-use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder. Ooh la la. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S 
com slash 90210 for 10% off your first order. Want to temporarily restore definition in your jawline where it's been lost over time? With Juvederm Volux XC, you can get a non-surgical jawline treatment that adds volume for a smooth contour and to reduce the appearance of jowls in one in-office treatment with little downtime. Juvederm Volux XC Injectable Gel is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. With the weather getting warmer, finally, it is time for a wardrobe refresh. And when I want to update my style without breaking the bank, I turn to Quince. They offer premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. And washable silk tops. Timeless 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I use the hoop earrings I ordered from Quince all the time. And basically live in the slippers that I ordered on their website. The prices and quality are so worth it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash 90210 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash 90210 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash 90210. All right, let's talk about Nikki and Brandon's breakup, which obviously, I guess we sort of know they're writing her out. Writing her out? They wrote her out. That was it. Like <laughs> She was like, uh, hi, I'm back. Wait, I'm moving out of town. At least they let her come back for the quick makeout scene, which was like also a little rough that she's just making out with him. And then she gets interrupted by Mrs. Walsh. Awkward. And then she's just like, oh, by the way, bye. (laughs) Bye. Where is she going? She's moving to San Francisco to be with her family. San Francisco. But the thing is, did you, it was so weird. The kissing was weird, just weird at first. And then when they went, and then I don't know, like it looked like Brandon had lipstick all over his face or like he was. Well, and she even wipes it. There was a whole like, yeah, it was a weird, mouthy, lippy, weird exchange (laughs) of saliva. I don't know. It was making me really uncomfortable though. I mean, I would assume that was all intentional because like they had to move scenes to the bathroom. I wonder, did anyone notice the um, reference in to um, when Clarence, I think his name was Clarence, the, the angel, wasn't it? Yeah, Clarence. Yeah. When Clarence yeah. was like, oh, you're making me miss Circus of the Stars for this. Oh my God. <laughs> it made me laugh First so hard. All, First of all, and then they made a joke about save it for the reunion movie and i was like because reunion movies are so in but were they in then then who knows i wonder (laughs) if i had been on circus of the stars already i don't know what year i did because i did circus of the stars with mario lopez and uh i wondered if that was was your uh, what was your talent the trapeze stop my talent was wearing one and only outfit that was my talent it's really good. Did you actually let go of the thing and catch another one? Yes, and flip her out in the oh. air. Amy, I don't think you are aware of my Circus of the 
stars uh, experience. And Mario was on the other end to catch you? Yes, yes, he was. <laughs> Very strong. No, he didn't catch me. They caught, I don't know what happened. He caught the other girl because she weighed less. <laughs> no, that's not. Now, true. was he always your partner in all of the competitions or only one? No, it was just, it wasn't a competition even. Circus of the Stars was just like um, a fun night of TV. Yeah. Yes. Celebrities doing circus acts. Oh, no prizes. Mm-mm, you just trained for months. But your glory. But your glory. My, my, <laughs> yeah, the I badge of always honor. say to the grandkids, oh, Remember when I flew on the trapeze with Mario Lopez? That might be the new Anne, you guys, Granny. Okay. So simultaneously. Wait, wait. You didn't mention the other huge thing in this episode. Uh, no more crutches. No more wheelchair. Andrea's okay. heels. It was Yay! on my list. It was on my list. It was on my list. Heel fast. That was fast. Hell fast to us, but I'm sure not to her. But I was so happy. So that- speaking of Andrea, yeah. we do get the mm-hmm. breakup letter. Well, first we get the from Jay. The, more importantly, hello, we get the acceptance letter. She gets accepted to Yale. An amazing point, right? So, yes, yes, and the whole in the same beat. She mm-hmm. gets dumped. Yeah. Well, that happens. You know. They did sort of, I had forgotten about Jay a little bit. Right? I was like, wait, who's yeah. Jay? Her uncle? Who's that? I don't know. Peter Krause. <laughs> so it was like, I felt like they mentioned him a few times so that we would all kind of remember him so that when he dumped her, we were like, oh, he exists. The letter breakup. I don't know. How did people break up in the... 1990s. Apparently, they put a pen to paper and <laughs> licked, really? licked the uh, envelope closed, and that was that. It was called "Life Was Hell for Me" till texting came along. <laughs> I didn't know how to break up with someone. I oh my screwed. god! Right? You? Yeah. That's good because now that you yeah. have texting, so many people can yeah. say things they would have never felt comfortable saying straight to someone's face. Like you're dumped. That's and the, it. they were a little pissed about the breakup letter, but it's. I guess he would have done it on the phone. Was that what they wanted? The maybe the isn't that called a dear John letter? Or is it dear John letter when you live with someone and then you're like, dear John, I'm out. Is that you have to live with them? You can't just be dating them. This was a dear Andrea letter. I don't know. We have to find out what the exact definition of a dear John letter is because I think that might just be like an end of a marriage. I'm not sure, but. Either way, I'm not, I wasn't as mad about the letter. Wait, were you mad about the fact that uh, Dill was back? The teacher, the g- Gil, the Dill, the Dillster? <laughs> no, I thought he got he's fired. all forgiven. He's all forgiven. Didn't, okay, uh, this is going to be, this is going to make people mad, but I don't remember a few episodes ago. That's how bad my memory is. <laughs> what, what? That I thought yeah, he's all forgiven. Dill got canned because of the the girl the sisters yeah. no she but then she like recanted and we learned it was the creepy uncle so they gave him his job back yep oh, and all man. is right in the west beverly high i was all fired up for no reason although very inappropriate bet to make a teacher shave like his relationship with them is just always going to be a little to, bit uh, oh, what? oh yeah there's no the boundary has been Blended and the there. way Andrea talks to him is so flirty and like he's there. They're the, yeah, because well, those two were very similar in age, I think, in real life. Yes, so I because feel like I, she might have been older than him. Their relationship felt more like sparring, like intellectual, teacher, teacher. Level. Uh-huh. Yeah, Did you I totally also, agree. The other thing that always bumps me about Andrea, and and I know ever really don't think about it because it's just Andrea to me, and she's one of the gang. But whenever I see her lady fingernails, like <laughs> oh, she is the prettiest little perfect French tippy beautiful lady nails. I have to admit, I've never noticed them. I'm always so sort of like my eyes are on her blazers. Oh, they're they're like butter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to notice them now, and you're welcome. And they are, like Tori said, they were real, and she just yep. had pretty nails, always. That that Gabrielle Carter, she's got the best nails in town. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break, and we'll come back. 
Is there ever really a way to thank your mom for everything she does? My mom is my best friend, my rock. I have learned so much from her through the years. Her wisdom has helped shape me and I love celebrating her, especially on Mother's Day. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. And since she deserves the best, send her the best there is. When it comes to flowers, send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. I love that Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, you guys. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick the delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to your mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code 90210 for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code 90210, books.com, promo code 90210. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV VJs Downtown Julie Brown and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb. Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, tell me what do you want to know, Andrea Brandon? What well, I'd like to know, why the heck they're locking lips? First of all, his hand move <laughs> was amazing. Which one? Which one? So they're sitting on the couch babysitting, which also was like, it just, the whole thing was a little bit like, 
far-fetched, but fine. You felt like it was a like, setup. Something's he breaks, coming. It's just a little quick. Like he breaks up, she breaks up. Same day. Oh, want to watch a movie? That happens the, on this show. Hasn't... You break up with somebody, you hook up with somebody the same exact day. <laughs> but he does. He goes to then, help her babysit, which is, would so you let somebody do that? Know... Would you let your babysitter have a boy over? That was like a big teenage thing. I kind of remember like, can I bring my boyfriend? But yeah, so they're sitting on the couch again with the it's a wonderful life so now i'm getting the parallels and the i don't even think i could do it so okay so he her face is here and he does the hand like the oh, hand went like it around her face i maybe it was this hand all of a sudden there's just the hand and the make out <laughs> she didn't like it you know what i didn't like it either we consensus says uh no thumbs down to Andrea and Brandon making out on the couch. I thought no, it was a sexy kiss. No, no. Mm-mm. Well, they're both good kissers, like in theory, but these two characters should not be kissing. We've already established that. Haven't we? They're trying again. Were there people out there, though, that were like, I really want Brandon and Andrea to be together? I want to know. That is such a good question. There probably are. And and people need to let us know back then it wasn't the same yearning i don't think yearning (laughs) i don't like that word amy can you never say that again (laughs) write write that down on the list of words to never say again one is moist two yearning okay all right so then our next sort of major which again i know i said this earlier in the episode but like a lot happens in this episode. So all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, David is skipping a grade. It, there was no discussion with mom and dad. He just decides. <gasps> Whose idea was that? Was that David's idea or was it Donna's idea? Was it Donna? I see. I can't. I couldn't figure out Don't where that came me from. For these things. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. That as, you know, okay, because we're in episode 16. So we've got like 10, 12 to go because the... 90210 just did so many episodes so they must be sort of preparing like these guys are going to graduate and we got to figure out because now they've got nikki blown out of there and you know scanlon's gone so they know they're not going to go that youngsters so they've got Mm -hmm. yep so they know they're not going to do this thing where they've got a whole new cast so they've got to figure out a way to get david with the rest of the the group like he's one of the Two point five seconds. They just like Jay. They sprinkled it in, so you get like three mentions of David being sad. He's younger. Remember, he goes off in a huff, and then he's like, "I'm not going to be with you guys, and I don't want to go on this trip because I'm not really a part of you." And then, literally at the end of the episode, he's like, "If I work really hard, I can just graduate with you guys. No discussion with anyone. Just comes at it." But maybe he needed that time to figure it out. (laughs) Now he's got it all figured out. (laughs) And he's back. And I, I don't know, whatever. I just also want to talk a little bit for a second um, about Kelly and Dillwig and Brenda because <laughs> um, they're trying to I mean, be we friends. knew we were in trouble with, yeah, we knew we were in trouble with the like Brenda kissing Dylan on the cheek. Yeah. She started she it. She started a little bit. it. But then Kelly comes in hot and uses <laughs> her feminine wiles to get to hit. She tries to get him to dress up like Santa. And she says to Do- to Brenda, well, you said do whatever it takes. Um, come so on. Bad. I'm pretty sure that she didn't mean that. Particularly <laughs> bad. So, okay. Who do you blame in that mess? Like, we kind of mentioned it. It's like, they're all guilty. Yeah, they're all guilty. Uh, who do you blame? Like, I wanted to be mad at Dylan, and then I kind of go, they're doing this, too. I think what we need to understand is, like, the three of these people cannot just be besties. No. Well, I, you know what? If you think about it, they, there's, they don't have the, you know, the, real, like, communication skills in order to deal with something like this. Like, so they're just like mucking their way through it and figuring out as they go. And it's kind of cute the way they kind of landed on this uh, with Brenda and Kelly a little bit more united for right now, it feels like. Right. I like that. I like them as friends kind of getting crafty and, and think, but, but who, who's going to be the winner? Like what, where is this going to lead? Like, I feel like this is just a dead end. 
it's not gonna somebody's it's gonna get not hurt gonna work. even more yeah it's not good but Trust me. it made me want to eat christmas cookies that's what i do now <laughs> it also made me impressed by mrs teasley throwing down how about when she was just like y'all are getting on this bus and she's like, if you would have been appropriate and had to change your plans, but now you've left us in the lurch. And she just was like, boom, get on the bus. So <laughs> get back to Mrs. Bus. T. And poor Dawn is just having to suffer while every single one of you guys bailed her. Yeah. Well, she well, she's a smart girl. She goes and talks to Mrs. T and gets Mrs. T involved, which is that's what the principal's for. I have one other analogy. Did you think of? At all during this episode. The movie Speed. Oh, I did. I was like, wait, <laughs> I think it was when the bus, the when the bus was going out of control and everybody's like having a bad moment. And then the, the, the wait, the best part was when um, the angel go, gets, uh, he gets the mistake, you know, mistaken. He mistakens Greg Clemens for Craig Clemens, which, you know, that's an honest mistake. It happens. <laughs> yes, it's with, oh, by the way. So here's what's crazy. Okay. I just looked this up. Speed comes out after this. What was the date of this episode again? We gave them the idea for the movie. Speed. <laughs> you guys gave them the idea. Wait, what was the date? I know you said it in the synopsis. What was the date this aired? 1993, right? Uh, 92. December 1992. Okay. Speed doesn't come out for another year and a half, 1994. So here I am thinking they must be doing this because speed was so huge. Wrong I was. Nope. Well, we helped them. We made everybody want to see a movie about two buses on a collision course together. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So also back on what you were saying, Jenny, there was some disturbing drunk driving going on like they gloss over that part too yeah i mean i don't know if it was greg or craig but old man <laughs> clemens was hitting the bottle with the men did you notice they used the same shot of him drinking it was the same shot they used the same shot like three times they cut so, to the garbage man driving and what a bad rap so, for garbage man everywhere like garbage man everywhere that was that doesn't happen rough and then the whole just ooh, miracle but okay. Gave me the tingles. It, made, it was like, <gasps> it, it felt like an electrical jolt to my happiness <laughs> that they didn't die because I would have sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a whole different show. I didn't want them to crash. Did you? Well, for a minute I did, but then <laughs> I wanted to see what would happen. I don't, I just thought, I just didn't envision it ending with the miracle going through one another. I thought somebody was just going to pull over. I don't know. <laughs> That would have been really anticlimactic. Yeah, I'm glad they went with the miracle. But I, two takeaways for me was, uh, again, Brandon and Andrea, no chemistry. Please stop with that. Don't keep trying. I don't know. Yes, you know what? They don't have chemistry. You're right. Like they have it as friends, but they do not has, have chemistry. Yeah. You said it was a oh, good look, kiss. Jason but... Priestley gave it an A for effort, that kiss. With what the do you mean Jason kiss? gave it? How about her effort? What if she had to put a lot of effort into making that kiss I think look it good? Was, I think it was the hand for me. <laughs> the hand really, you have to rewatch it. We have to get a screenshot on the Instagram because it was it was so much hand. I have, and it was almost like because I've been at the mercy of those hands that you're uh, talking so uh, adoringly about, and I don't maybe have the same feelings about those big meat hooks coming at you like grabbing your head. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Saying different, oh different God, POV really? over here. <laughs> Tell me more. Was it hard to shoot around those hands, or was it just like, whoa, they're so grabby? They're just. They're just, they're just big. He's always had real big hands. Like, <laughs> and they're strong, strong, like yeah. Canadian man hands. They were front and center mm -hmm. on Andrea's face. Yeah. They really were. There was some good fashion in this episode. I thought Donna had a very cute striped crop top. Oh my God. Um, That was, was this before there was a Harry Potter color combination? Because <laughs> that was the OG Harry Potter striped really? sweater but just way 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 shorter <laughs> and then there's sort of an iconic dylan look in this episode 
it's that brown jacket. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's when you guys were all in the peach pit and Dylan's wearing sort of a shirt jacket brown. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that's like an iconic fashion moment for those him. Those were very, I feel like in even in the 90s, those were vintage. Those were retro, like um, that's from the James Dean era yes. collection, you know? Yes. And the, I like the way they would yes. put him in stuff like that because he looks so much like James Dean. And I also liked even the angels reference of the blonde girl and the guy with the sideburns. Do you remember that when the angels talking about the love triangle and he's all, what about the love triangle with the blonde girl and the guy with the side? That's how you describe them. If you say that and you're going to instantly know Dylan and Kelly. That Uh was solid. What about um, Andrea's floral vest? Bad. Again. Poor thing. There must've been like a whole rack of these things back there. There had to have been just like rows of, of ugly vests for her to choose from. And this was the one today. It didn't match my yeah, mom's I mean, they, couch this time, but maybe one of her pillows. They crush her with the fashion choices. And I'm sure it was like intentional, but it's just so bad. Maybe. So bad. Yeah. I mean, that was it. How about favorite lines? Anybody? Anybody? I started to count how many times they say, heaven's sakes. Oh, my God. Jenny. I literally just almost said it's for charity for heaven's sake. <laughs> because for, first of all, Dylan says it for heaven's sakes. He screams it at the girls and that does not roll out of a, a young guy's mouth for heaven's sakes. The whole thing was like a little bit far fetched. Yeah, but it was, you know, I really had to lay it in there for Christmas. I have two quick notes. One is the Coke machine. At one point, someone got a coke out of a drink machine and the drink machine was so vintagey looking that i was like the one in the school hallway (laughs) yes i love that machine did it really pop cokes out i don't know i must have i mean i'm sure there was a man behind it (laughs) that somebody yeah because that noise that clunk 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 just kind of like said here's your soda (laughs) then i also loved wherever they were babysitting andrea and brandon it was the ultimate late 80s house because like, I know we're in the 90s, but TV it was like den. the totally. First of all, multi-levels, <laughs> like three steps down to the TV room, four steps sideways to the dining room. And it had that dark green rug, the red couch and dark wood. I was like, whoever that I think that was someone's house. I wanted to hang like, out I don't there. Know that they would have created a set. It was. <laughs> it looked cool. I'm trying to think of where we could have shot that, though, because. Uh, the, I've never, there's no set on our stage with like the, that kind of drop down living room that far like that. That's I don't what know. I'm saying. What do they call? Yeah. What do, is that called a drop down living room? Well, I just named it that. So the old drop Respect, down. Because it felt real nineties to me. I was like, yeah, I definitely right. wanted to hang out there. Not with them making out on the couch. Oh, just, you know. and this was so weird in that scene when they're kissing and, and then they get mad at each other. And she's like, you were thinking about Nikki. And he's like, you were thinking about Jay. Like, what? Yeah, it was, there's I'm nothing like, there what? to keep referring to. And I don't know, I just couldn't think right. into that. And how would they have known who each other was thinking of? The kiss was going perfectly fine. Well, because the angels, maybe, maybe the angels <laughs> were giving them some messages. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I just, my takeaway on this episode is, I don't know. <laughs> it was, it was is so that bizarre. Takeaway? I love it. I don't know. <laughs> but yet good. Well, I just wanted to hate it, but I, I did love it. But I, I did feel at the end, excuse me, Dylan, you don't get to have your cookie and eat it too. <laughs> like that was. Your two cookies. You don't get to your have the cookies. cookies and eat them both. Overall, I'm going to give it a. C. Pretty good. Pretty good. Like a C plus? No, higher than a C plus, like a B plus. Okay. B plus, B plus. Yeah. Yeah. B plus. I, I feel you. I liked it too. I liked it. Okay. So now it's Christmas. Then what happens? I, I feel weird because What's, we're in May. What is and next week? It's Christmas. <laughs> I'm super confused. <laughs> I know. But next week's got to be like New Year's Eve. 
In the opening scene, they show the Walsh house with the Christmas lights. And obviously they had to go Christmas light it because there was no like CGI then. <laughs> yeah. So they had to go back to those poor people, pay them again and say, we got to put the lights on your house. I love, Here's some cash. You know what I love though about the lights and about all of the Walsh's Christmas decor is it, it was super homemade feeling. Like it wasn't like it is in Beverly Hills where the lights are strung perfectly by a professional. It wasn't a tree that had been installed by some company. It was like their family tree. How about and when you family... said you, you're like, I want to trim the tree. Like who says that? Don't you say like, I want to hang ornaments. Or I want to decorate the tree. <laughs> I said that. And then I said, for heaven's sake. <laughs> but it is true. You guys, whenever you hear a bell, an angel is getting their wings. So today, just today, maybe let's go out and listen. And if you hear any oh, bells, if you hear any like ring-a-ding-dings, you'll know an angel's <laughs> getting their wings. I can't make a bell sound like that. Oh, that was decent. That was decent. Is that a good bell? That was bell? decent. That's okay. I get, I get a paid extra for my sound effect talents too. That was good. Here's another one. Here's another one. Nope. That was a dud. <laughs> anyway, if, if, if you hear What's any bells. What's next week? Oh, next that's week? a good question. Next week we have The Game is Chicken. Season three, Ooh. episode 17. Let's all watch it and uh, get together and talk about it because it's so much fun. I can't wait. Bye, guys. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.